Listening to the 919 Podcast, the only podcast all about the over 1.5 million people living in and transforming the triangle. Uh, my name is John Carter. I'm the host, and today is the Words with Friends episode. Uh, this is Mother's Day edition, so I'm here with Lisa Carter. She is a North Carolinian who has lived about half her life overseas. She's an experienced educator holding degrees from Emory and Henry in Virginia, as well as UNC Greensboro. Mentor and advisor to many, Lisa has meant a lot to me because she's my mother. Hi, Mom. Hi. Hi. I'm going to stick with Mom instead of (laughs) saying Lisa because that's more normal. So, all right, you've had a ton of different experiences, a lot of perspective on North Carolina, the Southeast um, overseas. You lived a lot of different places. So let's start with that. Tell me about growing up um, overseas and maybe some early parts of your life, like right up until college. So when we were young, we lived in the Southeast. My dad was in the business world and we lived in Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Virginia. Deep South, yeah. Deep South. And then dad uh, was called into the ministry, but actually hadn't finished his degree. So he went back to school and we um, were in Virginia for part of that time in Scotland when I was um, in seventh and eighth grade. Was he, was he in uh, seminary at the time? He was in seminary uh, okay. in Scotland, uh, studied under the great William Barclay in, uh, near Glasgow. And so I had a great experience there. Uh, became a celebrity, being the only American in a school of a uh, thousand kid, public school kids. Yeah. It was a sort of turning point in my life. And then came back to the States and lived in Kentucky while he finished up. <laughs> Sorry. It's going from Scotland to, to Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. And then um, we went to uh, the former uh, called country of Zaire, which is now the Congo. And I, in Africa. In Africa. Yeah. And um, I was, we lived there for three years. I came back to the States and went to college and was in college in Oklahoma for two years and then came to Virginia and graduated from Emory and Henry College in Virginia. And then I've, since then, I've lived in um, North Carolina, Florida, and Virginia. And I love the Southeast. I'd say so. And you've lived in just all but Georgia, it sounds like. Yeah. In South Carolina. Yeah. Right? Didn't live in South Didn't Carolina. Know, yeah, who wants to live there? <laughs> um, I think it's funny just to get uh, more of your personality. Um, you were right out of college. You got married, right? To my dad. <laughs> uh, so right out of college, uh, you're getting married, and I think this is such a funny story. You're all about if if you need something, you're going to go as far as you can up the ladder right. until you get it. So tell me about acquiring the location, uh, the wedding venue. <laughs> so. Um, as a student at Emory and Henry College, it was um, it was just normal procedure to book the chapel, but um, the venue for our reception uh, fell through, and my parents, being missionary ministers, and me being a college student, there wasn't a whole lot of money between us, and I was so upset. So my dad had taught me to just go to the top, 
if, <laughs> if all else fails, go to the top. Mm-hmm. So I went to the president of the college, and I told him what had happened because the venue happened to be on campus, and they had just backed out at the last minute, and we didn't have money to book something else or the time. And he said, well, would you like to have it at my home? And I was like, well, certainly I would like to have it at your home. So we had a beautiful wedding reception at his home. And it was it was amazing. That's cool. Amazing. I, I have, I feel like, taken that kind of drive to, if there's a problem, <laughs> just go as far up the chain as you can. Right. But, so um, I know Dad always talks about that, too. But uh, you, you got your degree in what? Education. Education. Elementary education. And you've done that your entire career. <laughs> right. Right. So right. Now, uh, I did stay home with both of you for about five years each. My brother and I. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, like who's the other person? Um, so I think that's really cool. You've you've been in education for a while. A we want to disclose how long. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell me about tell me about that a little bit. After college, uh, you've taught in all those states you just mentioned, right? Yes, I've taught in North Carolina, Virginia, and Florida. Um, I've taught all grades. Now I've taught all grades because um, two, three years ago, three Four, years ago, three-ish, yeah. No, five years ago, I stepped into my new role as media coordinator, librarian, but finished my graduate degree at UNCG um, in library science and um, just really loved being... I had always wanted to be a librarian. I think that's so cool. That was your dream job, Yeah, it's my dream job. To be a librarian. And I I did it. You you were leaving, empty nest. I was like, (laughs) hmm... Hi. Good with, time. Yeah. I just, so I went back to, and John, I don't know if he wants me to share this story. Uh-oh. Well, I'll cut it. We'll see. Go <laughs> but proceed. I said, we'll but see. I, he said, after I was in grad school for a while, and he had been at um, NC State, he said, Mom, thank you for not going back to get your degree until after I went to college. I would have been an abandoned boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds and right. that's so true. <laughs> Yes, you're f- full time teaching, full time teaching, and and your grad degree school. getting a yeah. four Just saying, so <laughs> very impressive. Um, you, so you've been teaching for a while. Actually, I wanted to go back to um, oh. so living overseas, uh, Lithuania. Did you already mention Lithuania? You I start... traveled to mom and yeah, dad. Yeah, where were... where else have you traveled? Oh, okay. Yeah, so traveling cause... is different than living. Okay, so um, where have you traveled? So to? I've traveled to most of the southern countries in Africa. Most recently, Kenya. Um, well, you went because you went to boarding school in Kenya. I went to boarding school in Zaire, Zaire. In Congo. But Zaire. you you had been to Kenya before. Yes, okay. to visit my brother and sisters who were in boarding school there. Right, and then, like you said, a couple of years ago, you went back back to Kenya. Okay, to see my brother, <laughs> who's and, still there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. who now lives in a different African country, um, but. When we were in the Congo, we traveled with another family um, all through the southern part of Africa, and we had a big, long vacation in the country of Malawi. So it was very much of an amazing experience. And then because of my mother, who is Dutch, we have lots of relatives in Europe, and so um, we've traveled all over. We've lived in England we lived in Scotland, as I said, and then we've traveled all over lo- many countries in Europe. 
And then when my parents were missionaries, we went to Germany to see them because we'd have to like meet halfway across the world because they couldn't come all the way back to the States. So we would go, met them in Germany one time for a long vacation and got to go to Lithuania two times. So <laughs> Beautiful um, Lithuania. Yeah. Destination. Yeah. Really. I, I always, it always blows my mind that you did that without cell phones. <laughs> I mean, you know, like uh-huh. you didn't have any kind of internet. And I don't even know how we did it. How I can't, did you I can't, I can't, I can't, I you coordinate know. that? I guess you go through AAA and you use maps and you call people. We used phones and wow. called people. You can't just text. Like, I know. You know. Where's the Wi-Fi? Like, where? I'm getting ready to go on several big vacations this summer. And I think, I've got to have my cell phone. Right. How am I going to do this without Google Maps? You know? <laughs> so. Well, that's very cool. Was it, was it? How is it going back to Africa after so many years? Is it like you remember? I mean, it's different, of course, but is it like you well, remember? it was a different country, but it was different. Um, there had been changes. Um, everybody had cell phones. Um, that was a huge change. It's just the man on the street, you know, might live in a shack, but he has a cell phone. Right. And the perspective, just the perspective of you're older, you feel very blessed to be an American as much as people don't find fault with our country. Mm -hmm. You step back onto American soil and you almost want to cry because you're so grateful for this country. And I know that sounds silly, but I I feel very grateful. I don't think that's (laughs) you. So I remember one story you said you'd come back from Africa and you went to a grocery store. Oh, Tell me, tell me about that. So no. I was uh, had graduated from high school, and you know there was nothing in the stores in the Congo. There was just nothing. I mean, you go in, there might be three things on the shelf, and because we were missionaries, we had access to a few other things. But you know, it was it was very sparse. Sparse, and you learn to live. You learn to enjoy what you have. But I am. Um, my, I stepped off the plane in Oklahoma, and <laughs> some college girls picked me up. They were assigned to pick me up, and I didn't have sheets for my bed, so they took me immediately to Sears. Well, <laughs> I almost like had a panic attack because there was so much to choose from, and I hadn't had choices in three years. And so I was like, I asked the girl, what kind of sheets do I buy? And she said, I don't know. You know, <laughs> she wasn't used to somebody asking that question because right. she was an American and had choices her whole life. So that was just a very odd kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And then the food, right? Food. Just having too, just like, a, so oh, much food. And then that Thanksgiving, since mom and dad were in Africa, I, I went to Thanksgiving uh, to spend Thanksgiving with my relatives in Alabama. And... I couldn't eat. I couldn't believe there was so much food. And I kept thinking about all the people who didn't have any food. And I, I couldn't even eat because I just wow. looked at all this food and thought, this is excessive. You know, yeah, so, <laughs> so much. Um, well, I think that's very cool. It's a, you know, most people haven't had the opportunity to live overseas or travel that much. So it's always, I, I love hearing uh, those stories. Well, so. I got to tell you this. I'll tell you this one okay. other story. So, okay, good. <laughs> so when I lived in high school in Zaire in the Congo, um, hot water was, you know, there was sometimes we had electricity, sometimes we didn't. Hot water for a whole, I was in boarding school and it was in, you know, 
um, sparse conditions. And so hot water in a shower was a real commodity. And that's Literally a been, hot commodity. Uh, <laughs> and from every day, I, I don't think there's a day that's gone by in my entire life since high school that I haven't been grateful for the shower. Getting in the shower, <laughs> thank you God, I have hot water. I'm not kidding. That's how much it affects when you When you time. don't have it. And that's then right. You know, right. Gosh, I... I say that. I, I've had a hot shower my whole life. I'm just very thankful for hot water. Well, that's very cool. So, and you, you've been an educator. Um, I remember growing up in Florida uh, for a couple of years. And one of the best parts about you being a teacher is that we got to go to SeaWorld uh, for free. So that was very fun. That was great. See Shamu. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. So anyway, uh, I have good memories there. Um, but you have lived in North Carolina now um, for, I don't know, fourth of your life right just about yeah i think 25 years which is the longest place i've ever lived maybe longer so much more than fourth um so i mean tell me about that north carolina in general it's your favorite state right it is okay it's so awesome (laughs) well tell me why you know well first of all i love the southern region of the united states Uh i think people are friendly um the weather's great, uh, except when it rains all the time, which it seems to have been. But I right. still love the mild climate. I um, I love this area because... Winston-Salem. Well, Winston-Salem, Charlotte, Raleigh, the whole area that I'm in. This okay. part of Piedmont, yeah. Piedmont type yeah. area. Uh, is Raleigh in the Piedmont? Eh, sort sure, of. No, ish. I think it's in Central. But Piedmont-ish. Anyway. <laughs> because you can get to the mountains in an hour or from here in 30 minutes. You can get to the beach from here in four hours from Raleigh. It's in two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you are, it's arts, it's culture. Y- you know, you've got Charlotte, Raleigh, um, anything you could want. Basically, you've got it here in North Carolina, and yet it's not freezing cold or burning hot. People are great. I love, mm-hmm. I love the state. Yeah. So. Good answer. And uh, <laughs> we're actually going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to hear more about mom's experience in the triangle. So you all know how much I love the triangle, and hopefully you feel the same way. I feel so strongly about it that recently my wife and I decided to put roots down by buying a house in Raleigh. And if you are thinking about doing the same, you should contact Ashley Quinn with Fonville Morrissey Premier Agents Network. Ashley is the best realtor in the triangle and will get you into your dream home. Uh, She answered all of our questions and got us through the whole process. She has a great strategy when looking for houses or even selling your home. You can reach out to Ashley by emailing her at ashley at ashquinn.com. That's at A-S-H-Q-U-I-N-N. Ashley is awesome, and she'd be glad to help you out. And we're back. So thinking about, I was thinking about ties to Raleigh uh, for you, even though you've never lived there, right? You've, you've lived pretty much exclusively in Winston-Salem, uh-huh. right? Um but let's start with Duke basketball. Uh, so you have taught and... Oh, we'll oh, <laughs> start right over. So let's start with Duke basketball. You've taught 
uh, and mentored a notable NBA player. So tell me about that. So Harry Giles, who was I taught when he was in fifth grade, um, was in my class, a great, fantastic basketball player when he was in fifth grade. <laughs> and then he's just risen to the top, <laughs> become an NBA player, and we're all like, wow, we <laughs> didn't even expect that. But Harry and I had a, a really good year. I think we both learned a lot. And uh, he was finding out who he was in fifth grade, and I think he found it, and I'm so proud of him. That's so cool. I remember, um, of course, we were, I was at the same school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a few grades lower than me, but much taller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he always seemed like my age almost. But um, I remember going to a few birthday parties, and I, I knew he was athletic. I knew that he was going to be a very large person. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... I don't know. And then a couple of years, you know, he, he's risen through the uh-huh. high school ranks and then go to Duke, which is the epitome of uh, basketball, college uh-huh. basketball, and then drafted as a lottery pick. That's it's amazing. So I think it's cool that you've taught an NBA player. Yeah. And not only taught, but I mean, you've you tutored him. You mm-hmm. spent a lot of time I with did. Harry. Um, mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, now, you've visited Katie and I quite a bit as we've lived there, but you, you've been there on field trips, of course, mm-hmm. with your students and everything. Right. But tell me about just in general, you know, what have you been, where, when have you visited, what have you done when you're in the Triangle? Mostly when I took students, of course, you know, fourth graders take their state, I taught fourth grade for several years, and you take your state capital tour, mm-hmm. and always amazed at the at what Raleigh has to offer as far as free venues and experiences for children. You know, I right now teach in a Title I school, and these children don't have that many experiences. Mm-hmm. And to be able to go to Raleigh, and there's so many free venues for for families, I'm just very proud that we have this arts and culture and government, um, museums, so many places for kids. And Raleigh's just a great city. I mean, if I didn't live in Winston-Salem, obviously I would live in Raleigh because every time I listen to your podcast, I'm like, I'm moving to Raleigh. I'm, I'm just moving to Raleigh because <laughs> I love your podcast and I love listening to all the fabulous things that are in Raleigh. I learn something every time. Well, specifically Megan Spell. Shout, oh my shout out goodness, to Megan Spell. Megan Spell. I smile the entire time <laughs> she's on the podcast. I think she should be like the next um, Ebert. Uh, what is that? What is that guy? The uh, Ebert Fisk something in Ebert. That what does he do? He's Ebert. a movie reviewer. Oh. I think that's their names. Well, and, she should be the next Ebert. <laughs> I love. She would know, but um, and maybe I'm saying the name wrong. But she. We should. We should probably not tell her that because then she'll actually do that and not be on the podcast. Oh, that's as much. true. I so, thought yeah. about that, but any, I you know I don't. Can't watch all the movies that she suggests. Sometimes y'all talk about movies I can't see because they're <laughs> horror movies and I can't see those. But I love her descriptions of food and of going to these great restaurants and how she pairs them with movies. And I just, that's one of my favorite segments. Well, living in the Triangle has made it easy for us just because there's mm-hmm. there's so much in the area. I mean, there's, I think when I talked with um, uh, Visit Raleigh people, they said there's over in Wake county there's over 2,000 restaurants now some of them are like chains right but there's a lot of just local stuff mm-hmm. that makes Raleigh special and Chapel Hill and Durham mm-hmm. so 
Um, well, what else have you done? So you mentioned all the museums and um, the, and of course you're you're such an educator. That's where your mind goes, and mm-hmm. you think of Hunt Library. Uh, oh. So NC State's campus. NC State's <clears throat> the best. I'm sorry, but that of course, I have a I have a, a friend who's graduating from UNC. Um, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. No, no. Oh yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. And so I haven't been on that campus, but yeah. um, she's been wanting me to come see it. But it's really nice. <laughs> I, I haven't visited the other colleges, but I love going to NC State. Yeah. I always said I wanted to go back and get another degree just so I could go to NC State <laughs> or be a librarian there. Yes, that would be awesome. And work with the robot That's there in right. Hunt Library. That'd be awesome. So, what else do you like about the Triangle? Well, I love the Raleigh. Um, Durham area that because every time I come you take me someplace new mm-hmm. you always get upset if you can't take me to a unique place <laughs> and I love that because you have this whole day planned out and that always makes me really happy because we get to experience new things that chicken and waffles place downtown was Easily, most yeah. amazing place because I kept thinking oh, that's a, but of course it was awesome <laughs> going kayaking at Lake Johnston yeah. um, walking in Umstead Park yeah. Um, going to the Arboretum, amazing. In fact, I've been I'm, trying... I'm surprised that <clears throat> I haven't talked about the Arboretum yet. I think because it, it's already busy. Yeah. I don't want the word to get out that it's so amazing. But yeah, I, that's been a really cool the place Arboretum to The to. to me is... I, I've In fact, I've said to several of my friends, let's go spend the day in Raleigh. <laughs> John, John always talks about all these great places. I want to just list them all. And my mom... <laughs> who is now living in North Carolina, and she loves North Carolina. She moved from um, Florida after my dad died recently, and she loves North Carolina. And she's like, we've got to go see John and Katie and um, go to all the places he talks about on his um, podcast, especially Brewery brewery Bravana. (laughs) She wants to go there. I love it. And so, um, but the Arboretum, it's just amazing. Somebody uh, I was talking to the other day loves Japanese um, foliage gardens. and Sure. And there's a whole section like that there. Mm-hmm. And I said, we've got to go there because it's awesome. So, um, but anyway, all of those, I love hiking and walking around and all those places are so much fun. So I want to bring it back to um, where we began, which is uh, overseas. So. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, the United States very different from overseas, just in general. And you've lived in a lot of different places. But um, I don't know. Is there anything you can t- say about what makes North Carolina unique to all these places? Well, I think I like North Carolina because there's a general kind of um, acceptance of people. I think North Carolina is different from the Deep South in that it's not so hot all the time. And um, maybe in the bigger cities it's okay, but I feel like in some parts of the Deep South it can be, there's, you know, it's not as accepting maybe of differences in people. And Hmm. I think as I've taught in the different schools that I've been in, I've come to accept lots of different I may not expect, but uh, but appreciate different perspectives, different cultures, and I feel like North Carolina is open to that. And um, North Carolina w- is becoming one of the best retirement places. 
I mean, you've even said that. It's one of the mm -hmm. top retirement states. And you've said on your podcast, too, that lots of people are moving from the... And, and your guests have said this. People are moving from the north to North Carolina because there's so much happening. So much business growth, so much um, arts and culture coming here, so many opportunities. And that's what I, I like about this That's area. cool. That's great. Uh, well, as we're wrapping up, any parting thoughts, words of wisdom uh, for people maybe listening to the podcast? Yeah, appreciate, appreciate our state. Contribute um, what you can um, by speaking positively mm -hmm. about this country and especially the state because we have so much to be grateful for. And um, keep listening to John's podcast and get <laughs> everybody <you. laughs> else to, to join in because they're so great. Um, and um, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because you're my son. I really, if somebody had told me about it, I'd still listen because they're so good. But um, keep checking out the free things and the good things about our state because there's so many um, experiences and opportunities. That's awesome. I think that's great. And uh, just ending, uh, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you for being my mom. And I hope all of you listening, uh, text, call, maybe you can go <laughs> spend the day. We're actually in Winston-Salem right now uh, enjoying uh, the rainy day. Uh, we've been uh, a little bit over town. So uh, definitely talk to your mom. Thank them for putting up with you. Uh, and that's what I leave with. So happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Hey guys, still listening? Good. If this is your first time listening to the 919 Podcast, welcome. You can follow on social media at the 919 Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you enjoy this episode and want to let me know, then give a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify. I think you can do that on Spotify. And leave a review. And until next time, thanks for listening.